Praise God. So tonight I want to talk about something that a lot of people tell me that they have issues with, and that's walking in love. You know, our love walk shouldn't, shouldn't be an issue for us because as a Christian, we have the love of Jesus Christ abiding on the inside of our heart. You know, the Bible tells us that God is love. If we're, if we're followers after God, then, then we're followers after love. And love shouldn't be an issue in our life, but for, for some reason, sometimes it is. And so I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the New Living Translation. And we'll start with verse number one. I really want to get, verse four is what I want to start with, but we'll start with I mean, where I want to get to. But verse one we'll start with. It says, if I could speak with all languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. I mean, you know, so, you know, you think about that. If, if any of you have ever been next to a, a, a real symbol, these are digital symbols. The reason they're digital symbols is because symbols are irritating a lot of times. All right, and so normally if you have real symbols, most churches have a drum cage around a real symbol. And, and if you've ever been in front of one of these irritating symbols after it's ringing, it's, it's pretty irritating. Um, I happen to actually used to play the percussion in the school band um, as, a, as a young child in, um, in eighth grade, in eighth, seventh and eighth grade. Actually, I guess fifth, I started fifth grade playing the drums. And so... Um, you know, one of my favorite things to do was play the crash cymbal because it was irritating for everybody. Um, you know, and a lot of us don't ever think about the crash cymbal, but if you ever heard the Star Spangled Banner, dun, 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 I mean, that's, that's what you do. Now, a, a lot of times that my teacher would, would tell us crash cymbal players, or usually, usually me and another guy would use to play the crash cymbals, that um, a, a lot of songs, they want us to resonate Meaning they want it to like ring. So what they tell us is actually hold the symbols out you know, well, after you hit them. And so they resonate. So um, the horn section was in front of me. Um, the tubas, French horns, that kind of stuff. And so I would make sure I'd resonate right over their heads. <laughs> um, just to irritate them. You know, just because I thought it was funny. You know, but they didn't a whole lot. But, um, you know, the thing about it is if we don't love people... We're irritating. Now, um, you know, some people, nobody wants to be irritating because no one wants to be around someone who's irritating. But, um, you know, that's what the Bible says is, if I didn't love others, I would be only a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And um, that's a way to kind of understand. Some of you also remember the gong show? I mean, some of you old enough to remember the gong show. I mean, you know, it was just like irritating when someone hit the gong, you know. It goes on to say, if I have the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I don't love others, I, I would be nothing or I am nothing. It goes on to say, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. You know, um, basically, if we don't have love, we don't have anything. Now, a lot of people said, well, I have a lot of love. Well, you know, usually people have a lot of love for people who love them back. You know, or, or they have a lot of love for their family, even if they don't love them back. You know, because they're, 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 they're flesh and blood. They're their family because sometimes your family, for whatever reason, you know, they have little family squabbles and they don't love you back. But the deal is, is to truly have love, we have to have love for people who don't love us back who don't treat us fairly, who, who um, 
try to antagonize us, um, you know, and, and things like that. Because you don't truly have love unless you love someone who doesn't love you. Now, we've all seen the love of Jesus. And, and we, you know, as we, you know, examine his life and his ministry and, you know, everywhere that he went, um, you know, it seemed that people loved him, but not everyone loved him. You know, we talked about, it talks about the Pharisees and the teachers of the land. And, and a lot of those people didn't have a lot of love for Jesus. In fact, ended up, you know, turning him over to um, die upon the cross. And, you know, and I think the ultimate example of love is when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't even know what they're doing. You know, forgive those people that um, don't love me because <coughs> I love them. You know, and, and that's the thing. We have to have love for people that don't love us. You know, and, and all of us um, probably have been around or, or worked around or went to school with somebody um, that wasn't very loving. Now, a lot of times, you know, people aren't very loving is, is, is because, you know, they're just not in a, in a good mood or, or they're, not, they're not happy in their own life. And so a lot of times the reason that they're not loving toward anybody else is because they're not happy with themselves. You know, the Bible talks about to love our neighbor as ourselves, but if we don't love ourselves, we can't love our neighbor. And that's where a lot of, lot of hatred spawns from is because we don't love ourselves. And, um, you know, um, you have to learn to love yourself. In fact, someone might remember the, the song that Whitney Houston wrote was, you know, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Talked about teaching children to love themselves. And, um, you know, we have to learn to love ourselves. And, and it, it's not hard to love yourself whenever you know who resides on the inside of you. You know, Jesus is on the inside. The spirit of loving God is on the inside. And a lot of times, you know, yeah, maybe naturally, your natural emotions, you know, your head wants to be mad at somebody. But if you begin to reach down to your heart, I mean, I mean, God loves people. And, um, you know, I don't, the, the way I kind of deal with this is I make excuses for people all the time. Well, maybe if I was brought up in their household, maybe I would be like them too. Maybe I would be rude and, and, and not happy and, you know, mean to people. Or, or, or maybe if, if I had their life or maybe if, you know, I don't know. I just make excuses for them because it helps me. You know, maybe they don't deserve an excuse, but that's okay. Because I have to make it, I have to do that to help me. Because, you know, we're, we're all, we're all human. You know, when people say mean things about us or, or do mean things, you know, we, you know, we want to lash, lash out. But, um, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. And we have to learn to love people in spite of people's issues. I know um, a long time ago when I was a, a young man, um, you know, when I began working at, at the ministry. And actually, um, I just celebrated 30 years working at Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Um, in Rainbow Bible Church. And so, um, you know, I've been working there for 30 years now. And I'm like, now I feel old. Um, I didn't realize that until, I don't know, I was just kind of thinking about it. And, and so I, I started in full. Now, I've actually been working there for all my life because I, I work part-time mowing grass when it's 104 degrees outside and things like that. But I went on full-time at Kenneth Ministries in December of 1989. So I um, just celebrated 30 years and um. So, you know, throughout those years, I mean, you know, I went from the low man on the totem pole to, to actually having some people who, who worked underneath me. And at one time I had, you know, 
my first time having a number of employees, had about 25 employees work for me. <coughs> and I went to talk to my mom one time, and I was frustrated and wanted to fire lots of people. Um, just because, you know, some people were lazy, some people, you know, and attitudes are contagious. You know, one person gets a bad attitude, then all of a sudden, next thing you know, a number of people get that same bad attitude because this one person has this bad attitude. And so if I get rid of one person with a bad attitude, then maybe I can get, you know, I don't have to get rid of everybody and things. So I went to talk to my mom and I was frustrated, you know, and, and my mom told me, says, you know, as a, as a boss, you have to learn to get along with people that think differently than you. And that, you know, your, your goal is to, how to, is to teach that person with a bad attitude to get a good, good attitude, you know, and, and influence, you because know, obviously they're an influencer. You know, a lot of times we look at influencers, but, you know, in a good way, but sometimes in a negative way. So they, they influence people. So you need to find out a way to get, have this person have a better attitude. And that's what was the challenge that the mom gave me, you know, and says, you, know, you can't just fire everyone that, that has a different attitude and, and things like that because they won't learn anything. And that's true. A lot of people, you know, they get fired from one job, they go to another job, get fired from that job, go to another job, get fired from that job. And 20 years later, they can't, they don't know why they can't keep a job because nobody helped, tried to help them and mold them and make them a better person. And so, um, you know, my mom wouldn't let me fire him. So I had to learn how to manage people. And that's not always easy. And so, but thank God that, um, management, it helped me actually learn to love people, you know, and learn to look at their good points and not always their bad points. You know, a lot of times it's easy to see people's bad points because they, they stick out like a sore thumb, but sometimes it's hard to see people's good points or, you know, and things like that. But, um, you know, we just have to love people. And, you know, it's, um, and a lot of people say, well, I'll try to love them. Well, you don't have to try to love them. If the love of God is set abroad in your heart, you just love people. Because God is love and God loves people. And when you see people, you know, like I said, when, you, when I see people hurting, it really hurts me to see people hurting. And, you know, understand a lot of people that, that are not very nice are hurting. <laughs> they might not be hurting physically, but they're hurting on the inside. Anyway, verse four here says, love is patient and kind. Now, you know, sometimes I wonder about this because I know a lot of people that aren't very patient and not very kind. And the interesting part about it is I know people who are patient and kind to most people, but even among their husband and wife situation, they're not patient and kind among, among each other. You know, I know people that, that are, on, you see them at work or whatever, they're, they're patient and kind, they're pretty nice, but then I see them with their wife and they're always griping and complaining, or, you know, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend or whatever, because I, I teach a lot with young adults. I mean, you know, if we really love someone, and supposedly you're going to love your wife or your husband, you know, I hope you do. You married them. You know, and said, well, well, they've changed over the years. Well, so have you. You know, we, we all change, you know. Remember the thing for better or worse. Maybe you got the worst part, but that's like, that's a joke. Okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not worse. You know, what happens? We make it worse. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we can be patient and kind, but, you know, well, I, I grew up and I'm, you know, I have a quick temper. Well, you know, quit confessing. You, you can have what you say you can have. You know, people, I know people say, well, I, I just have a short fuse or quick temper. Well, start saying, you know what? I have a long temper. 
I have a long fuse. You know, speaking of long fuses, I don't know if you've ever been, you know, lighting off fireworks, um, you know, and some of those fuses are so long, you're like, is that thing going to blow up or not? I mean, you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally it, it, it goes. Um, but, um, in, you know, um, a lot of times it's what we confess. I, I've heard people say, well, it's a German in me, it's an Italian in me. But you know what? You're not, a Germ- you're not German, you're not Italian, you're a Christian. All right. And, and I mean, you might be German or Italian. You might have some kind of heritage, but, but you know, the, the nature of God is on the inside of you. And, you know, and, and yeah, maybe it's your Italian nature, your German nature, or your Irish nature or whatever it might be, you know, um, but those are excuses. We make, we make excuses just to be rude, you know, and, and the thing about it is we make excuses because we don't want to change. Because God doesn't make us be nice. You, you realize he doesn't make, he, it's his desire that we're nice, but he doesn't make us be nice. <coughs> but, um, you know, so love is patient and kind. I mean, that, that shouldn't even have to be in the Bible. The love is kind. Obviously, you love someone, you should be kind to them. But you know what? If someone doesn't love you, you should be not kind to them. And that's the hardest part to do. You know, um, in the day and age we live in on social media, you know, it's really easy to, to tell someone off. It's a whole lot easier to tell someone off when you're out in front of them is, than it is whenever you're right in front of them. You know, and if, if they're a million miles away or whatever, it seems, you know, because you're on the keyboard, it's really easy. I, you see more squabbles on social media among people that supposedly love you, like each other at least. You know, and it's just, you know, it's, it's terrible. And, you know, and, you know, uh, you're, your mom always says, if you can't say something nice, don't say something at all. So a lot of people shouldn't even say anything at all. And you know, my grandfather, his, his, probably the, the thing that I remember the most um, was a statement he made to a news reporter up in New York City one time. This was back in 19, I believe, 87, when a number of ministries were having some issues going on. And, you know, some, they were kind of falling from grace a little bit. And my grandfather doesn't make very many comments to news reporters. I mean, normally if, if a news reporter comes, I mean, well, since I've been working in the ministry, if a news reporter comes, I'm the one that talks to him because, you know, I'm, I'm better at it. Um, I'm, I'm more, um, I'm more, I don't know if it's political or, or whatever, you know, I can say the right things without, you know, being, being rude or whatever. And my, my grandfather just normally, he, he didn't like to say anything, any news reporter. And so, but you know, a lot of times when we're at a crusade, like he was at a crusade this time, there were a lot of people around, you know, and, and the guy stuck a camera in his face and says, you ha- do you have any comment um, about this situation? And, and my grandfather said what he normally always says, I don't, I don't have a comment. But then he stopped and says, no, I do have a comment, which was pretty, you know, not uh, abnormal for my grandfather. In fact, um, the f- if, uh, you know, a, a few times, um, that he has given some interviews, but m- mostly when he gives the interviews, it's more a, a story about himself and about his life. And, and we, when we find out the questions ahead of time and, you know, he's not going to answer any questions, any controversial stuff because he's not into, you know, putting other people down. And in fact, um, his comment was, um, <coughs> putting another person down or putting, or, um, um, snuffing out someone else's candle does not make yours any brighter. 
So just because you put somebody else's light out doesn't make your light any brighter. And um, a lot of times that um, we try to put people's lights out, we try to, um, you know, talk bad about them, but it doesn't make us any better. All it does is, is hurt the body of Christ. And, um, you know, especially, you know, like I said, if you're talking about, about another minister or, or another Christian, but even another person. It goes on to say that love is not jealous or boastful or proud, you know, and sometimes that we even have to watch when we're giving a praise report sometimes, you know, uh, you know, talk about how, you know, sometimes when we talk about how good God has been to us, we do it in a boastful and a proud, proudful way sometimes. And sometimes we even, we have to watch it, you know, because a lot of times we want, we want to praise God for what he's done for us. But sometimes when you do that, it makes other people like, not like you. And so what, you even have to watch how, how you do it. I mean, you know, even just giving a good testimony about how God has blessed you with, with, you know, some stuff. But, you know, a lot of times whenever, if we do it boastfully and proudfully, you know, because um, then it makes people feel bad. But it says it's not, love is not boastful or proud or rude. You know, um, love should, if you love someone, you're not rude to somebody. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people that are, that are just rude. Um, you know, um, around Oklahoma, I will say we, we're not, we're not as rude as other places. I mean, um, you know, it, you know, up in the Northeast, it seems like everybody's rude. And if you're anyone from, I mean, I've spent some time in New York and New Jersey and some of those, I mean, it's funny because, you know, we here in Oklahoma, we pass people on the street and we'll, we'll say hi to them and stuff like that. Those people are just rude. You say hi to them. They don't even say nothing back and look at you like whatever. And so, um, you know, you know, but, but here, um, you know, here we're a little more nicer and friendly. So, you know, but, but a lot of times though, um, we're rude to people, you know, we're rude to people for whatever reason. And, you know, when you're rude to someone is, is, is a sign that maybe you don't, you're, you're mad at them. And, um, you know, and, and sometimes we don't mean to be rude. We just come across as rude. I, I know, um, there's times even at a, at a restaurant where my dad um, is not happy with something, and sometimes he comes across as being rude. And my mama says, says, says honey, you know, you, know you, you need to, you know, it's not, they didn't overcook your burger. I mean, you know, it's not the waitress's fault and, and things like that. Um, you know, my, my dad doesn't like mayonnaise on his hamburger, and so they put mayonnaise on this thing, so, you know. So sometimes he's frustrated because, you know, for whatever reason, they don't like mayonnaise. I don't know. I love mayonnaise. When I grew up, I had mayonnaise sandwiches sometimes. We couldn't afford meat, so I ate, I, I ate a mayonnaise sandwich. Normally, I have mayonnaise and bologna. I, I know a lot of people don't like bologna, but um, I guess I grew up eating bologna, so no big deal. I had mayonnaise and bologna. I added mustard to it later on. And then um, when we couldn't afford meat, I had mayonnaise sandwiches every day after school. I would have a, a mayonnaise and bologna sandwich or just a mayonnaise sandwich. So I, I learned to like mayonnaise. Actually, I, I guess I always say it wasn't mayonnaise. It was Miracle Whip because my mom always bought Miracle Whip for whatever reason. But same stuff or, or close, to, close to it at least. I mean, I'll eat mayonnaise or Miracle Whip. Some people have, they're mad. You know, they, they have this. I've, I've seen people have fights on the internet over mayonnaise or Miracle Whip. But I'll eat either one. Don't worry about it, you know. But my dad won't, okay? So... And, you know, 
A couple times he's been rude to people whenever he's got it on his hamburger before because he bought it and bit into it and didn't really expect the you know, mayonnaise there. And he, would, he wasn't really mad at the person or mad at anything. He just was frustrated. And sometimes when you're frustrated, we act rude even though we're not even mad. You know, sometimes, you know, and, and then what happens is as people respond in like kind, and then, then we get in a fight with someone just, and we weren't even really that mad at all. You know, or sometimes we even try to joke around, and sometimes when we joke around, we, people think we're mad, and then it, you know, it doesn't turn out really well. So sometimes it's just, just be nice. Don't even try to joke like you're mad or whatever. Anyway, it says it does not demand its own way, so it's not selfish. You know, it's, you know, not, not always about you in this world. It's not irritable. If, once again, if you're irritating, you're not loving people. All right. It goes on. It says he keeps no record of being wrong. We'll talk about that in a minute because um, I want to. That's actually what I really want to talk about anyway the whole, not, whole time. But anyway, it does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Now, you know, a lot of times, you know, you shouldn't rejoice because I know some people that kind of secretly rejoice when something bad happens to somebody. You know, not that they're really happy, but they're like, well, they deserve that, you know, or, or whatever. No one deserves anything bad to happen. You know, we should feel bad. When, when things happen, you know, and they say, well, yeah, but I don't really like that person. Well, that's the issue. You don't like that person. The Bible doesn't not only say you have to like them, it says you have to love them. You have to care about them. Now, um, it goes on to say love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful. It endures in, through every circumstance. You know, when you love someone, you don't give up on them. You keep go- going. You keep, you keep being nice even when they're not nice back. You know, that's being patient, being kind. Um, you know, you know we, we understand that maybe for whatever reason, you know, maybe they're not nice to us because we've done things to them in the past or, or, or whatever. But, you know, it, it's not really, I tell people all the time, you know, just when someone else does not forgive us, we still can forgive them. You know, what they do with it, that, that's up to them. That's between them and God. And, you know, a lot of times we just have to let things go, you know, um, you know, let it not bother you. I know people who have um, harbored things in their heart against each other. And then, you know, for like 20 years and you talk to them and you find and you ask, well, do you remember what, what it was that caused your issue between each other? And this person actually told me, no, they couldn't even remember. Then I talked to the other person, they couldn't remember either. Neither one of them didn't, could remember why they were mad at each other. And it probably was over something small. <laughs> I know, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, arguments happen over something small that don't even mean anything. And, and so um, um, it, it's just kind of interesting. But I want to go back to it says, it keeps no record of being wrong. So, you know, when you love someone, you don't keep a record of being wrong. And I think actually the way grudges start is when you start keeping record. The, 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 because when you start keeping record of how many times someone's wronged you, then that's whenever things start going south. Because, you know, and, and I get it. We live in a world that keeps score about everything. You know, we, you know, we have all these, you know, basketball games, football games. You know, it's always about a contest. And, and even, you know, I, I know, um, um, you know, a lot of times in little kids' sports, they don't really keep score. I, I know whenever we started t-ball with my, with my boys, um, you know, it was interesting that, Everyone got a bat, you know, there was no outs and they didn't really keep score, you know, but um, 
some of the fathers said, well, we're going to keep scoring in, in our own minds. You know, I, I remember there was one inning uh, in T-ball that Cameron made seven outs. Um, I mean, on, on people because um, he, he, he was one of the few kids who actually, you know, knew how to play the game or whatever. And so um, it's funny because they would, the coach, I wasn't the coach at the time, stick him out in center field because, because he'd be running around tagging everybody and stuff. And so, and so he, he would play center field, but play shallow center field. He'd come, come grab, do things the second baseman was supposed to do and, and all kinds of stuff. And he made seven outs one inning, but didn't count anything because it doesn't matter. It's T-ball. They didn't really care. Everyone got to hit the ball. Everyone got to run the bases and stuff. And, you know, even when we tagged him out, they weren't even really out. So I don't know how anyone learned anything, but, um, but I guess we were better from not keeping score. Just, well, maybe that's so fathers don't fight with the refs and everybody else and, and things like that. But, you know, when we start keeping scores, when the problems start to happen, you know, a lot of times, you know, because of sports analogies, you know, we keep score, you know, you know, one strike, two strike, and when they get to the third strike, they're out. And a, a lot of times it, when we start keeping score whenever, because we just know that's how the games work. Whenever you wrong me three times, then you're done. You know, you need to go sit on the bench, you know, or, or, or whatever. But, but you know what? In baseball, they might have to get out, but they, they get to come back in. And they get to keep playing. But in life, a lot of times, that you know, when someone wrongs us three times, we no longer want to be your friend. We no longer want to have anything to do with you. We no longer think that you're going to be, a, 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 you know, a worthwhile human being. You know, but sometimes people make mistakes over and over and over again. And plus, you know, we're, we're not on the three-strike mentality rule because, because Jesus told us 70 times seven is our rule. So if you want to count to 490, go ahead. Yeah, in a day. Now that's, um, you know, so 490 times in one day, and I don't think anyone's going to wrong you that many times. Now, um, I will say this, all right? There are some people that I choose not to hang around because I choose to love them. <laughs> I mean, you know, <clears throat> there are people that it's not really good for you to be around. All right? And, um, you know, but now if, if you happen to be around them or have to be around them in a social setting, you know, you shouldn't be rude to them. I mean, there, there's people that, that are not my, they're not my best friends. I don't hang around them, but, but if I'm ever around them, I'm not going to treat them any different. I'm not going to treat them rude or, or, or I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'll be the first one to go up and shake your hand and be nice to them, yes. you know, because, because I don't hold anything against them. I just want to, I don't want to be in business with them. Okay. Or I don't want to be in, you know, whatever deal that, that would cause issues because, you know, I don't want to have issues. I just want to be nice, you know, and, um, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not mad at them by, by any means. Um, you know, I wish things wouldn't have happened that way. And, you know, and every time I've been in business with them, you know, or whatever, it's not been good. So I just choose just to be friends with them from a, from a distance from, a, you know, you know, you know, not that I'm. You know, not that I wouldn't hang out with them, but I mean, I'm not choosing, you know, every day of my life to hang out with this person. You know, um, you know, doesn't mean I don't care about them. Doesn't mean that, that I don't pray for them. Doesn't mean anything. But um, I want to go to um, a chapter and a verse that we all look at um, quite a bit. And that's Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. You know, that's the keynote scripture um, from my grandfather. And um, 
Mark, the 11th chapter, we'll read from the New Living Translation since we're already there. Mark chapter 11, verse 23 says this, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it. It will happen, and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Verse 25, but when you're praying, so remember, you're still praying here. All right, when you're praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you your sins too. You know, many times we don't want to read verse 25. But verse 25 is, is still in red letters, and we have to understand that the Bible was not written in chapter and verses. There wasn't a, a 25 there. It was a, it was a whole conversation. When you're praying, forgive. You know, and a lot of times that, um, you know, us being saying that we're having trouble with our love walk, you know, I mean, it's not that hard to forgive somebody. Man, you know, uh, when, when we're praying, I know my, my grandfather always would, would um, you know, a lot of times whenever things would fall upon him and, you know, he would start feeling sick, you know, he, he was like, is there someone I'm holding a grudge against? You know, and a lot of times that um, sometimes we're holding a grudge against someone. Sometimes we know we're holding hold a grudge against somebody. And sometimes we, we just, we don't, we think that we've forgiven them, but have we, you know, some people say, well, I'll forgive them, but I won't forget it. Well, you got to forget it when you forgive. You got to forget it. You have to, you know, let bygones be bygones and you know what? It doesn't matter. You know, it, I mean, who cares? You know, um, I know in my own life, if, if, I, if I was mad at people who owed me money, I'd be mad at a lot of people. There's a lot of people that would have borrowed money from me over the years, and finally I just forget about it. I don't, I don't even ask them for it anymore. I just don't really care. You know, not, not that I'm mad at them anyway. I mean, they were going through a tough time, you know, and needed some extra money, and, and I loaned it to them. You know, um, now, there's been times in my life, you know, especially when it concerned a little bit more money than other things, you know, I mean, um, that I said, now, Usually, when I loan you money, I must consider it a gift because I don't really think of it. I said, but this is a business deal. I mean, there's, some time, there's one of my friends, and me and him have to, a few times had business deals. Most of the time, it was no big deal. But if it was an amount of money that was significant, it was a business deal. I mean, this, this is not the real, this is not the, I don't really care about the money. You know, I need, or, or there's been times where I've told people, I said, I don't mind loaning you the money. You know, because people say, well, I'll, I'll pay you back next week or, or next month or whatever. But, but, you know, like I said, I have a bill due next month that I need that money. I've been saving. You know, some months I've had, been, been having money set aside for a certain thing. And I said, I have extra money right now. And I don't mind loaning it to you, but I need it back when you say you're going to have it back because I need to pay my bill, you know, too. And so, so, so it's a business deal. But most of the time people owe me money, I just give them money and I don't even, I don't even ask them about it. If they pay me back, they do. If they don't, they don't because... I don't really, you know, it's not that big a deal, you know, but it, when it comes to a lot of money, then it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. Um, but, you know, going back to the King James Version, I know many people don't read the King James anymore, you know, but that's where we learned on the King James Version. You know, that's, you know in fact, um, especially in Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24, I mean, I, I can quote it from the King James, but it's hard to quote it from the other versions and, you know, and, you know, and so... Um, but going to the, back to the King James Version, verse 25 says this, and when you stand praying, now, that doesn't mean you actually have to stand when you pray, okay? Some people think you have to stand to pray. But when you're praying, forgive if you have aught against any, 
that your Father, which also is in heaven, may forgive your, your trespasses. Now, I know the ought word is really, you know, kind of hard for us to understand, but it, it helps me understand when I use that word ought. People will say, well, well, what do you mean when you have ought against any? And I, and I, and I, um, I don't know if I've asked the Lord or it just came up in my own mind. It says, you know, whenever you go to a function, let's say maybe a wedding, may, maybe some kind of ball game or whatever, or, or maybe, you know, come out and have a Christmas party or, or this, or you have mutual friends that are having to get together. And there's somebody there that have done you wrong or you've had some kind of quarrel with them. If you walk in and you see them and instantly something on the inside, you know, starts stirring, you know, you know and, and you start a, 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 a weird feeling, then that's art. That's not, if, if you feel weird being around that person, then you have, some, there's something between you. All right. If there's something that you, you know, and so if, if there's a weirdness, um, because, you know, for, because something you've done or because something they've done, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I've forgiven them. It's easy to forgive them when you don't ever see them. But then you run into them somewhere, you know, or maybe it's at the mall. You happen to be, um, you be careful at the mall here, man. You know, you've had some, some issues. Um, um, got fire at one mall and people are shooting people at the other mall. So, um, um, and so, um, and I don't want people to stay home and shop on Amazon. So, um, anyway, if you, if you don't know what's going on, watch the news. Um, but, um, you know, see people at the mall or something and, and you run into them and you're like, you feel you don't want to talk to them or like, I know people, you see someone and you, and you, you turn the other way, you make sure they don't see you or, or, or whatever. Then there's probably ought between you guys. And, um, you ought not to have ought. Um, and, um, and so you got to get rid of that feeling. He said, well, yeah, but they've done me wrong. It doesn't matter what they've done you. It doesn't matter what's happened. What matters is, you know what? They're a human being and you got to love them. And, um, you know, let the love of God be shed abroad on your heart. And, um, you know, the last time I remember this happening to me where I had some ought, um, was, I was at the mall actually. Um, and, um, there's someone who had said some kind of some, some mean things about me, um, to one of my friends um, now they don't know that I know that they said those things that they have no clue. I guess. I don't know. But, um, so I was walking, I, I, I'll tell you exactly. I was walking out of JC Penney's, um, and I saw them, um, and they were looking the other way. So actually I could have, I could have never ran into them. I, I could have, you know, walked the other way. probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have run at least at that point in time. And so, but when I saw them immediately, the first, my first instinct was being mad. Then all of a sudden, you know, you know, praise God for the, the man on the inside, because on the inside, all of a sudden started some, something began to rise up and said, you know what, if I'm going to feel that way about the right time I see them, that's not going to be good. And so, um, so I made a beeline for, I mean, they were actually facing the other way and I, and I called their name and went and talked to them and, you know, and actually this for someone that I, that I knew pretty well. And I walked up and, and instead of shaking hand, I gave him a hug. You know, they, they have no clue that I know, you know, anything they said. And I, but I will say that I just began to talk with them, you know, and as I talked with them, you know, you know, I, I had no Ill, Ill feelings at all toward them. You know, you know, I was, I was fine. Um, you know, and it, it was, it was my way of dealing with my art. And, and I believe that any point in time that I ever run across where, where I have some weird feeling, I'll do the same thing. 
I'll, I'll, you know, that's, that's learning to, to, to love people regardless. Now, um, I don't believe at that point in time I, I had done anything wrong to them. They, they were actually just, they were really something they were mad about. They were actually more jealous than, than, than anything. Um, but, um, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, people are going to be people, you know, and you got to decide, you know, you, you know, not to hate them, just to love them anyway. You know, to, you know like I said, make excuses for them if you have to, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, it really is easy to have ought sometimes. As long as you know, we've said, well, we've forgiven that person a long time ago. Yeah, but you haven't seen that person in a long time. You know, and, and it's, um, um, you know, and when you run into them, it's, it's um, interesting, you know. Now, it is interesting, too. You know, I guess everyone's different, you know, in, in life. Um, I know a lot of times, and I'm not I'm not say anything mean about my, my wife, but there's been times that, you know, where we've, where we've been in restaurants or whatever. My, my wife starts feeling weird and she goes, well, that was an ex-boyfriend over there. And she didn't want to talk to him or, or whatever. And, and a lot of it, because of the way that they ended, wasn't a good ending. Not, not that she really mad at the person. It was just more of a, you know, whatever. And I'm like, and anytime I run into my ex-girlfriend, they want to come and give me a hug. I mean, it's like, you know, everyone loves me. I don't know why, what it is. I mean, you know, I don't really care. I mean, it's a, she's always like, well, you know, we didn't really end that good or whatever. I mean, it's been years ago. Who cares? I'm always telling her, you know, who cares? I want to eat my food. And I, I mean, you know, so, so um, I said, let's go say hi to him. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, I don't know the guy. I don't care. I mean, you know, so, and it's not, you know, I guess it's just different human nature. It's not like the, she, you know, I'm not saying she even was mad at this person. I'm just saying that she felt weird. And I just don't like when people feel weird. If you're going to feel weird, you're going to feel weird. I mean, you know, you know, it's, that was a long time ago anyway. So if he, if he's still holding grudge about it, then it's his issue. I mean, you know, you know, like I said, you know, running into my ex-girlfriend, they'll come and give me a hug. And they're like, you know, they're like, everyone loves Craig. I mean, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I just have this, you know, people love me, you know, and, and if they don't, they should. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, and, and that's, but the thing is too, a lot of times, you know, if we, if we, there's someone we care about, we treat them differently than someone that, I'm not saying we don't care about, but sometimes we don't, somebody we don't really know real well, you know, I mean, you know, someone that you really care and you love, whether, whether you're a real good friend or, or family, they can say things that are mean and rude and you're like, oh, fine with it or whatever, but somebody doesn't really know you, they say, that, you know, you, you're just not going to let them get away with anything. But, um, you know, we should love everybody the way that you love your, your loved ones and the people who are around you on a, on a you know, daily basis. And if you do have ought, if you ever, I mean, there, there might be t- times that we, we feel ought. And we've all been there. I'm sure everyone here has been here when we've been in a social function or whatever, ran into someone we don't run into. If you feel ought, get rid of your ought. And the best way to get your ought is confront it head on, go talk to them. You know, even, even if they feel ought, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's not up. I mean, you know, if they want to be mad at me, they can keep being mad at me. I'm going to come up and shake their hand. I'm going to come up and be nice to them. I'm going to be happy and joyful because you know what? That's the person I am. And, and if they're not, you know, they can, they can continue to fill out the rest of their life. I don't really care. You know, and, and that, that's, it's not up to us to um, make them okay. It's up, it's up to us to make sure that we're, we're okay between us. And, you know, so, you know, that's just part of loving people. 
It's part of caring about people. And, and um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, in life, no, I, I'm going to say that we're all human, okay? I'm, I'm assuming you're all human. If you're not, pinch yourself hard enough and see if it hurts. If it does, you're probably human. Um, and I know some people don't act human, but um, I'm not saying anyone here, by the way. I just want to let, I wanna put that out. But, um, you know, we're all human. And, and sometimes, for a split second, we might not let love come out, all right? You know, but I know people get mad at themselves because, because immediately they don't feel that loving feeling when something happens, you know, and that's okay. We're human, but you know what? As soon as, like I said, when I first saw that person, my, my head wasn't really loving, but all of a sudden we have to like start going to our heart, you know, and, and we, we have to make this right in our heart. And even though we don't feel right, sometimes I've even, I've said stuff or whatever and spouted off and. You know, later on, I had to ask someone to forgive me. You know, I shouldn't have said that. I, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I was I was being human. You know, and you know, and we have to learn to understand that people are human. A lot of times, people being human. Sometimes we say things that we don't really mean. It's just like I don't know how many times with my three boys growing up that that one will look at the other and said, "I'm going to kill you." But no, they didn't want to kill each other. They were just mad at each other because someone did something mean or rude to one of the other ones. And, and so, you know, but my boys love each other, you know. And, but, and so, now, see, when it comes to, to brothers or siblings, a lot of times, you know, they understand each other. But we have to understand, you know, we're, we're all human beings. We all sometimes say things we don't mean or we don't want. You know, it's just human nature. And, and I will say the more... You let the love of God be inside and brought in your heart come out, then, then the, the least likely you are to, to say mean things and rude things. And, and um, you know, I, it's, it's not very common that I say really mean things. I will say I'm not, I'm not perfect. All right, I'm not perfect. There are some times I've got mad, and, um, you know, and especially um, usually when I get mad at some kind of sporting event or whatever because we got wronged or, or this or that or everything else, the team got wrong. And, you know, that, that's, that's when I'm get more mad than any time else. I mean, most of the time, people in life don't make me mad. You know, it's, you know, it's just things that happen. Um, but, but I've been, I'm even getting better dealing with that. You know, it's only a game or it's only a contest or, or, or whatever. I mean, but, um, you know, sometimes things happen. And, um, you know, but even sometimes thinking about the sporting event, sometimes I'm even tired of instant replay. It takes so long to try to figure out, you know, this guy made it or didn't make the test. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, the, you know, in the old-fashioned days, the ref made a rule, and that was, that was it. And we went forward, so we didn't have to argue about whether it was a catch or not a catch, and we didn't have to w- watch 16 different replays, of, you know, of this guy, and then take five minutes to figure out, you know, that the ruling on the field stands. So it's like, you know... Okay, I mean, you know, make a call, and you know, if, if you can get rid, you know, if you can figure it out quickly, then that's fine. But you know, we just need to love people. Learn to love people, regardless of whether they love you, or you have to learn to love them. You know, and, and you're all going to run into people, or work with people, or be around people that are not loving to be around. That they're not, they're not patient, they're not kind, they're boastful, they're proud, they're rude, and you got to love them anyhow. Right, even though they're doing everything that they're not supposed to do. But, you know, a lot of times people that do that, they're not even Christians. So we have to expect them to be like that. Yeah. They don't even confess to be a Christian. But uh, I know it's a little bit harder when you know that this, this brother is a faithful member at some, you know, church. And you're, they still act that way. But you know what? 
that's not between you. I mean, that's between them and God. All right. That's not for you to try to tell them, well, you need to act Christian-like and you need to act this like, you know, whatever, you know, and maybe there's something going on in their life. Maybe they don't love themselves or the, they don't love their life and, and maybe they're having some issues and things. But um, like I said, you make excuses for them and move on. Just the biggest thing I want you to learn or remember from this message is quit, quit keeping score and quit having odds.